and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2021 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your dentist, nosy neighbor, and high school drama teacher. Vote now before the voting window closes. And I repeat, tell everyone! And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Eurovision and Drag Race have given birth to a brightly sweet and smile-inducing child named Queen of the Universe. 14 queens took the stage to battle it out as the universe's greatest drag vocalist. Who slayed and who sashayed? It's time to talk about the split premiere of Queen of the Universe. And joining me is a drag vocalist who knows a little something about penis. I mean, pianists. It's Lyra <laughs> Vega. Hello. How are you? Hello. I am good. Just enjoying a day off, kind of, but... Uh, That's always fun. Yes, we've been around doing a lot of stuff lately, so it's nice to be off today, but thanks for having me Singing, here. of course. Yes, that's right. For hours on end. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm trying to build this podcast with people who have um, talents in the singing world. Not all of the um, drag queens in New York City sing, but you do. Uh, what is your um, background in vocals? Uh, well, my background in vocals was mostly musical theater because I've been a music director for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, started wanting to get more into singing through, you know, being around other actors all the time since like I was in college. Um, and then in college, I took a little voice lessons here and there and joined a choir. And then I also taught choir um, professionally with the DOE for five years, um, but I've had singing um, as part of my life for a long time since I was a teenager because um, of musical theater. Yeah, but I personally like singing pop and rock more than, <laughs> more than Broadway, but that's just me. That's fair. Well, this show is going to give us some pop and rock, and that's about it. We're, we're, we're not going to musical theater land this show because um, apparently that will get you knocked out. Um, yeah. But <laughs> we, we, we will discuss it all. Now, Going into the show, listeners, this is a brand new frontier. I've never recapped the show. I don't know how long it's going. I don't know how, how in depth we're going to go. We're just going to fo follow the journey and see how it goes. Um, so bear yeah. with us. It's not like Drag Race. I'm still figuring it out, too. But I I'm excited because I'm a huge fan of singing competition shows. Like American Idol was my show. Still is. I'm not as invested as I used to be. Like when I threatened to send a strongly worded letter to Fox when they voted out uh, Jennifer Hudson, but we're not, we're not, exactly. we're not there anymore, but I love singing competition shows. Um, that was the good old days of American Idol. Yeah. Those were the glory days, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of this kind of format and, and a lot of the things we talked about in the preview podcast did come true. So uh, well, I'm excited for that. Um, now, Queen of the Universe. Did you know anything about it prior to the big premiere? Um, I had a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I knew about it. You know, I have a, I have a friend on there, and uh, you know, I'd heard things about it. Um, it was like this weird thing for a while that people were getting like, uh, you know, I was hearing, hearing a lot of girls auditioning for it. We have lots of singer girls, you know, here in New York. So yeah. um, definitely a lot of girls went for that. Um, yeah, I didn't know much about what the actual show was going to be giving until I saw the trailer. And I was like, oh, there's a budget. <laughs> yeah, there is a budget. Um, is, now, after watching the first two episodes, is this a show you would seek out in the future? Uh, you know, probably not, because even though I like to sing, it's not like my number one thing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm more of a musician first and a writer than a, a vocalist. Um, but uh, I do appreciate that they're giving a spotlight to singing drag queens because I feel like on regular drag race, they have been overlooked a lot. So it's nice to have a platform just geared for that. Um, Absolutely. I have a whole thing about like with drag race, you know, the... Uh, the singing never really being the focal point, even though there's always these dramatic like cuts to the studio time. It's never really actually focused on in the panelings or the judges panel. So it's right. good to have a panel that's going to actually just talk about the vocals. And yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Well, let us start with the music. Let's discuss the theme song. It is so camp. It is so British reality show. It is yeah. so ear one worthy. I, I was gagging. That was like not a jingle. <laughs> Like the bumper gets played all throughout the episode. Yeah. And don't worry, friends, we're going to discuss that when we get to it. Um, what did you think of it? Did you think it was a cute song? I thought it was really cute. I think, um, you know, having the opportunity to be like a session singer and do that with, must have been so fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Such a silly song. I kind of yeah. want it as my no, alarm really for cute. in the morning. It does exactly what it needs to do. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, and London is called the host city. Do you think maybe whichever country wins will be the host for next season? Or are they just really trying to lean into the Eurovision um, aspect with the host city? I honestly feel like it's just probably based on whatever's easiest to film. Cause I know like, for instance, a lot of, you know, girls that live in LA will be doing certain projects all the time because it's just easier for whatever they're filming. So sure. I don't know. Yeah, I can't we'll see. imagine it being convenient for them to go to like fucking uh you know mumbai to film everyone so i don't know <laughs> we'll yeah. see we'll see well graham norton is our host yeah. and he feels so comfortable and natural in his position because i'm sure this is like the five millionth show he's presented for those who may yeah. not know he presented all of those musical search competitions in the uk um if you're unfamiliar the american equivalent was greece you're the one that i want um which was how we got Laura Osnes. That's right. Oh, yeah. Well, she's been interesting lately. Yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. She's great. Um, yeah, but for the for for UK listeners, those shows in the UK really got us big stars like Samantha Barks, um, so some people who've actually had careers. So yes. They, they, British reality shows very different than the US, but he all, he reminds us from the very top that we are watching an all-singing drag show. There will be no lip syncing on this stage which we appreciate. Um, I'm here for it. And we're going to meet our first set of seven drag wonders of the world. And to remind audience that this is a drag show, we got to keep it slightly familiar. Everyone's getting an entrance line. Yes. <laughs> so let's go through them. From Chicago, USA, it's Cheyenne Valentino. I'm triple F, fat, flawless, and fucking amazing. From Sydney, Australia, it's Jinzilla. The glam monster has arrived. Oh, yeah. From Zhangzhou, China, it's Wu Wu. 
The buffet is officially open. Eat as much as you'd like. From Paris, France, it's Leona Winter. The French Revolution has started. Heads are going to roll. From Copenhagen, Denmark, it's Bitty Bishlap. This Bishlap is going to feel so good. <laughs> from New York, USA, it's Novazar. The Empress of the Galaxy has landed. And from Canela, Brazil, it's Grag Queen. Welcome to the Brazilian fantasy. Who is your favorite? And what would your entrance line be for this show? Oh damn! Okay, um, out of the my favorite out of the first group that came in. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to support my sis Novazar because that's my girl. Yeah, <laughs> um, I also did appreciate her look. I thought it was great. Um, I've seen that hair like up close, like in the backseat of a car, and was like looking at. It, I was like, damn, this shit's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, um, I, but otherwise, I did. <laughs> I just love the name Betty Bitch Slap, though. No, it's <laughs> so good. I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Betty and uh, are just um, if we're talking like the entrances. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So after we hit the entrances, we get Queen of the Universe, and that is bumper count number one. We are going to count the amount of times oh, they Lord. played the Queen of the Universe bumper. So if you are listening at home and have a handle of booze ready because you're going to need a full handle, take a drink. Every time you hear the Queen of the Universe bumper. I love that. <laughs> I Lord. love it because by the third one, I was singing along. I knew it. I got it. That is good music writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. All right. So let's meet our pop diva panel. We've got platinum recording artist, star of TV, film, and Broadway, Vanessa Williams. An actual crown winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, a chart-topping recording artist, and a self-proclaimed skinny legend, Trixie Mattel, singer-songwriter who has sold more than 30 million records worldwide, Leona Lewis, and she's recorded with Seduction, Soul Sister, and Steps, and an Enemy Award-winning judge of RuPaul's Drag Race. She's a queen's best friend, Michelle Visage. At first, when they announced the judges panel, I was like, okay, this makes sense, but I'm kind of underwhelmed. Then watching them, I'm like, wait, they're really good. I actually love this panel. I think, well, a talking about budget. I mean, to afford all these people at right. once, great, <laughs> great. You know, get that money. Um, but yeah, I, I like them a lot together. I've loved all of them separately for different reasons. Um, so to see how they gel together, I think from the first episode, I was like, wow, they really gel well. And like, they eat. No one seems to like outshine anyone or like be playing a certain role. Yeah, except for Lexi, kind of. I guess you know, is the only drag queen. But um, yeah, I I think yeah, they work really well together, and they're also and, just. And- and it's really cool because you have Trix Mattel, who has competed in the drag competition. You have Leona right. Lewis, who competed mm-hmm. in a singing competition. You have Vanessa Williams, who is a pageant queen, who we all know her story. And then you have yeah. Michelle Visage, who is the queen of um, judging a lot of things, because she has right. done Ireland's Got Talent. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a well-rounded panel. And they didn't sugarcoat things. They were honest, and they knew what they were talking about. And I think that's what makes a good judging panel. Yeah, and they were like, exactly. They were giving specific critiques that were also like usable. If that exactly. makes sense, like good, good notes that you could actually implement down to like Trixie's like, oh, you had like a tear in your tights. Like if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Or right. like, um, or like but even with Novazar's like eyeliner, like I was surprised like the, the detail, I was like, work, that's yeah. stuff you can use. Yeah. Well, it is revealed that not only do you win the title of Queen of the Universe, the winner will receive a whopping $250,000. 
for singing. Oh. The queens of Drag Race are like, step it up, RuPaul. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Where did this money come from? Because as a reminder to all our listeners out there, this is produced by RuPaul. Oh, shit. Yeah, where is this on the actual dra- on main Drag Race? Damn it. And that prize money has not shifted in years, so... No, it hasn't. Listen, if season 14, we like at the premiere find out it's like doubled in size or got to 250,000 i think we'll all be okay finally but once yeah. drag uh dragula has reached a hundred thousand dollars you gotta step your pussy up bro it's yeah. not enough anymore yeah agree. so graham is going to tell us that the queens are being judged on their wop not wet ass pussy but what you're wearing all-star attitude and performance and how much you want to bet that there was like a five-hour brainstorming meeting that Ugh. they before they finally settled on this title their WAP, yeah. Like, they knew they wanted their own charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And, like, they wanted a cunt, but yeah. WAP? The only thing is, like, I, I I find that a little corny just because WAP is a lot more, I mean, it's obviously from the song, but it's also just like, a lot more tied to, like, this very moment of pop culture that, well, looking back, it's going to be like, oh, that was a moment that passed. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think it's going to be, like, corny in five years, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so the theme of the night is This Is Me. It will be a look and performance that shows off their personality. Very cool theme, very simple theme mm-hmm. to start with. What would you do for this category? I would, well, first of all, my name is a, my name is a constellation, so I feel like aesthetically I would fit right into the theme of the show. Um, I would do something incorporating the liar, which is what I'm named after, which is like a Greek harp. So something mm-hmm. like space goddess holding a harp, or maybe I am the harp. I don't know, but I would want that because that's literally my name. So I feel like that would encapsulate, you know, who I am and also bring in music. It's an instrument. Nice. And what would you sing? What I sing? Well, you're assuming that the producers wouldn't tell me what song I have to sing, which is lovely. Um, if I had to choose a song, I would love to do like um, My Funny Valentine or Summertime, like a, a jazz standard because I actually love like a... Uh, like a, 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 like a slow ballad jazz moment, if right. I had a choice. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Graham introduces our first contestant, and we're off to the races. It is Grag Queen. Um, so we're going to start off with video packages of each queen. And it is Grag Queen out of drag talking about being proud to represent Brazil. Um, it looks like we have some stock video of Kanala um, because they did not go to Brazil to film. Let's be honest. They went yeah. to New York. They went to Chicago. They did not go to Brazil or any of the other foreign countries. Yeah. Um, but it looks pretty. I don't know. Um, we get to see her family, including her dad, I think, dressed as Cher, or his hair is really that long. I couldn't tell, but... <laughs> I forgot about that. Aww. It was a moment. Um, so the photos grad uh, we are seeing are very sexy. She says she is influenced by Brazil as she loves being naked and showing off her body. Uh, Grad Queen is young, cute, a superstar, and a TikTok kid. Uh, so this is the first time Grad Queen is going to be performing on stage. Will we be gragging for this? Um, <laughs> interesting package, a cool way to start. She's definitely someone who had a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, this look is by Fabricio Neves, hair by Lee Evangelista. Let's talk about it. She has taken us to Carnival. I love the purple and how soft and sexy it is while still looking quite vibrant. And she's a very good makeup artist. I have to say, like, quarantine mm-hmm. was good for her. She took her time and learned. She looks great. I thought she looks really lovely. I loved the, like, the 
the traditional like samba carnival thing uh, the look was beautiful i mean purple is my favorite color to wear personally so i'm team that um yeah and you know she's from brazil so you know her family and her fans will speak fucking nuts crazy for her because i don't know what it is but brazilians just go hard for their people they go hard i love it they sure do um have you been uh, asked to come to brazil yet (laughs) yes i have actually there we go (laughs) all right let's talk about so random, right? And and now Alaska oh, yeah. made a, uh, money off of it with a song. Right. <laughs> Smart. All right. This song, she is going to sing Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Now, listen, everyone's journey is their own, but I'm not sure the song I'd think of on a This Is Me night theme challenge is Rehab, unless you've been, which is not what was explained <laughs> in the video package. But right. let's talk about the song choice before we talk about the actual vocals. Yeah, so the song choice for me also was kind of left field, especially because for me, it was more like the visual of someone in full like carnival garb singing Amy Winehouse. I was like, those two things are very different worlds for me. Like, I don't know. I yeah, feel like I she, agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like she could have done like something maybe in Portuguese or Spanish or like at least something that's like more of like a up-tempo like party song versus like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't yeah. gel for me. I agree. Um, I think she is so much fun. It was a great way to kick off the show. Uh, she does have a good instrument, but she was playing around with her sound a lot, and I'm not sure if that's because she's not technically perfect or if she thinks that's what's going to make her st- like be set apart from everyone else if you can do vocal gymnastics. No matter what, yeah. she did it. It was part of her performance. Um, but yeah, she is definitely blending pop and camp in, the, in this performance. I mean, look at that costume. It just yep. doesn't go with the song. And that was my yeah. biggest problem with her performance. And yeah, I felt like, yeah, again, disjointed. I would, like, if, if that video was on mute, I would have never guessed she would sing, or she was singing Amy Winehouse. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Overall, I think it was a good performance. Going first, there is going to be an automatic bias. You either get overjudged or underjudged. Greg, in my opinion, I do think was given a lot of leniency by the judges by going first. Mm hmm. But so let's talk about like, yeah, go ahead. Like voice. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what the judges said. Michelle says it was fantastic. She said uh, she added so much with her vocal gymnastics and dynamics. Everything she did with her voice was so strong and the tone is beautiful. Leona was going to wear that look. Ha ha ha. She didn't expect her to look like that and sing like that. She loved her unique ad libs that she put in. She truly saw who she is. Trixie says the tone of her voice and the command of her instrument it was totally rehearsed, but felt on the fly as if someone handed her a microphone. Trixie asks her what she normally perf- what she normally performs, and Greg says, "In her bed, she is a TikTok queen because quarantine has she's been locked in her house. And they haven't been going out in Brazil. She starts to cry. The audience applause, and then Vanessa says she is making it really hard for them. She loved the juxtaposition of Amy Winehouse, which is so London and retro, and brought it sexy. She connected with the audience and was so impressed. So." Overall, the judges really liked it. As I said, I think they're a little lenient. Um, you and I didn't get the connection. Vanessa William loved yeah. that there was a disconnect. So, mm-hmm. oh well. I asked the audience to give the look and the performance a pitch perfect or off key. So now we're going to find out what they said. All right. What would you say? Was it pitch perfect or off key? I. <laughs> 
that's so i mean it's so you know i wouldn't say it was pitch perfect but i would lean towards that yeah pitch right. perfect then yeah the audience was 85% pitch perfect, 15% off key. I am going to do something special this season because it's a different kind of show. I'm going to give each contestant a uh, score from one to 10 and I will can, like have a power ranking. So each week they'll get a number and see who, how it all goes. So my score for her first performance, I'm going to give her a 7.5 out of 10. Sounds about right. No. Yeah. So we'll go through each contestant, and then the at the end, I'll we'll reveal where my lineup went compared to what the judges said. And great, the judges are actually pretty close, but we'll we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then right after she finishes, guess what? Queen of the Universe bumper count number two. <laughs> of course, it's a trend. All right. Next up is Betty Bishlap. What a cutie! I was like, okay, all right, haha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, okay. her name is spelled like German, so it's much gentler to the touch. Not. It's a slap. She is from Copenhagen, the land of the Vikings, where it is beautiful and expensive, just like her. We get to see some of her fittings, and they kind of look kind of cool. She tells us that Danish people hold themselves back and have a set of rules that say you shouldn't think you're any better than anyone else, which is not necessarily her. She calls herself a modern-day Viking and wants to show what a rock star she is. Okay, I'm here for it. I was, I was into her in her video package. Yeah. Definitely a fun, 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 fun time gal. And, and again, one thing that I noted in the preview uh, package was everybody who is from not U.S. speaks very good English. Yeah. I'm surprised so that I, too. I, I wonder if that was part of the casting. Is like, you have to speak English fluently to be on this show. I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, yeah. All right, so her look. She has no designers listed, but I'm just going to say it. It's very pedestrian and very simple. And they, I guess she's punk and everything. I know on this big of a stage, you can go further. Um, yeah, the spikes are cool, but they just fall flat. And her beat is very white. She needs to warm it up. But again, we'll get to the critique. But first time on stage and lights under that, it's, you're, you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. What did you think of her look? I could use more color. I could use a little more shade. Being, um, mm -hmm. yeah, a little more drama in the face would be lovely. Yeah, she is going to sing "Dance Monkey" by Tones and I, and I'm a little triggered. Part one, we'll get to uh, part two trigger later, but this is what I personally love. This is the sound and style of an artist that I personally go seek out. She reminded me of like the Jake Shears and Adam Lamberts as a pop glam rock star, and I live for that. Um, I think the song is very simple, and if she had a rock star vibe i would have like loved something a bit bigger in music choices that being said the song is in her wheelhouse normally what did you think i think well this as opposed to grad queen i think her everything felt like at least it all belongs in the same same planet mm -hmm. <laughs> um i didn't think her voice was the strongest but i did appreciate that she seemed like someone that had a and like a narrow a focus like sense of who they are so i, I appreciated that Absolutely. i actually did not know the song though so i'm wondering why you're triggered because i don't know this song oh it's such a good song um i am triggered because it was a song me and someone used to listen to all the time and i was like um, oh oh here we go um no it's a very good song by an australian artist named tones and i tone and i uh, okay. yeah very cool song uh, I think this was like a very strong American Idol performance that like gets like middle of the road, but forgotten in its placement. Like 
they get like a few rounds and then they like, bye-bye. Um, yeah. I think what when she did hit that final dance note and held it out, that was her glory moment. And she needed to have a glory moment much sooner. Yeah. Um, but that song just didn't allow for it. But um I think she would have been suited for with a better glam rock song. Like, give me Bowie, give me Queen, give me Scissor Sisters in any other format where it's not eliminating eight or uh, eight or eliminating six out of 14 queens i think yeah. she would have been safe but i understand why this wasn't a judge's favorite and i understand what will ultimately happen here but i was a little bummed i i, I think she was a unique presence on this show mm-hmm. yeah so the judges off. yeah go ahead no just it's hard you mean banded up limiting all these girls so mm-hmm. there's some that we lost i was like oh absolutely yeah, so Vanessa um, says they saw who she is. She is a rocker. She is a badass with a spike and her vocals. She said the song could have been one note and boring, but the fact that she went up an octave and screamed, they loved it. Right. Leona says she came out. She thought she was too school. Too I did it. Too <laughs> cool for a school and wondered if she'd have a voice to back it up. She says she did. She tells her that she oozes confidence and it was really cool and she enjoyed it. Trixie says it looks the look is like Cher saw a ghost and her hair turned white. She said that there is a baby rip in the tights. And Betty says, where is it? And Michelle says that it's in the back right. She didn't know about that one. She tells her that her makeup is beautiful, but more shading for the million lights in there. Don't go full Mrs. Potato Head like her, but she has the bone structure. So let's see it. Yeah. And finally, Michelle says her name is hilarious. She needs to take it all the way, though. If you have spikes in your jacket, have spikes in your panties. If you're going to have ripped tights, grab tweezers and put holes in. Be punk rock. And we watch as Betty rips a hole on stage. And Michelle says, then it's not an accident. It's intentional. All right. Where are you going on this one? Pitch perfect or off key? Um, I still think it was good. Pitch perfect, I guess. But um, less so than the last one. For me personally, just less exciting. The audience, they were down on Betty. They were 44% p- uh, pitch perfect and 56% off key. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I will give her an 8.5. I, For me, I, can, I think the overall performance and connection to the material was stronger than Gra- Grad Queen, personally. And guess what? Queen of the Universe bumper count number three. <laughs> Next yep. up is Cheyenne Valentino. She is from Chicago, and I wonder if she fights. Remember, remember all the. Bet I'm from Chicago, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but she says people from Chicago are loud, outspoken, and fashionable. She has no shit taking attitude. Um, she has a puppy, and it was so cute. Yeah. Oh my god, I want a puppy like that. So Cheyenne can bitch down with words, and I think she might take me down with this comment. Um, but in her confessional, she is so well polished with a suave, with that baby blue blazer and that salmon shirt and the fedora. And then they pan away with the camera. The bitch is wearing khaki shorts. <laughs> no, ma'am. That's you scary. don't do that in an interview at a pageant. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, pageant on the top, casual on the bottom. Giving Zoom call, that's right. Yeah, It was so Zoom call. Um, but she reveals she came out at 11 years old and she has really thick skin. And I was like, you're older than I am. I, I can't imagine how you came out at 11 years old. That's insane. That is, to yeah, me. I can't. Oh, um, but she calls this a global pageant and she is coming to demolish the competition. I wonder why she said that. Mm-hmm. All right. No designers listed, but this look, it is pageant, Henny. Stone oh, to yeah. filth. Hair is perfect. The mug is full. Um, 
it, 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 the jewels are blinding. It's a pageant. And if you lined up five pageant girls in a row, though, there's nothing that kind of stands out about her. And in this competition, the voice will get you where you need to go, but the look's going to take you over the top. For me, this look was not nearly enough. I was going to say the same thing. It's I've seen this exact type of thing so many times at this point. Like, there, there has to be a way to, like, you know, spice it up a little bit, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's very much, she very much is a classic drag pageant queen. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But you got to know you're going to be competing with artists who are going to be over the top and huge. Um, you you might only get your one shot. So you got to make right. sure you're feeling good. But let's also be honest. Drag is expensive. Were you going to pull out once you had in your closet or are you going to get something new? If you got mm -hmm. something that's already stoned, just go with what you got. Right. But you can like accessorize or do something. Absolutely. I think, make it. Yeah, so she has selected Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Not what I was surprising her to select, but I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. She said, here's my mic stand. I shall remain here and you will listen to me. I think she got a very pretty tone and in the pageant, she's going to hit, get those high marks and talent. Yeah. But she really had a great build as the song did lend itself to it. But I don't know who we're blaming here, but the end of the song was so abrupt. She's giving you like that. I am telling you like arm reach. And then all of a sudden yeah, the song is over. I was like, there's more to the song. I know it fades out, but you got to like help her out here. Yeah, um, like list literally the last line she sang before, like the abrupt stop was you wrecked me. And I couldn't not make whole jokes the entire time because you know, the last <laughs> contestant because <laughs> yeah, she had holes, not because of the wrecked holes. I'm not that dirty. <laughs> Um, yeah, what did you think of this performance? I thought it was safe. I mean, she sounds great, but like, I don't know. I was just like whelmed between the look. I mean, and she's like hitting all the marks with the song, but for me, it yeah. wasn't like extraordinary. Also, like she low-key for me, at least for my ear, was a little sharp on the, the chorus. And I kept playing that every time they flash back. And I was like, no one commented. Um, she's a little sharp, but okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So for me, it was just like, eh. Vanessa Good. says she is glam and power in her voice. This is her. Trixie says the body, the jewelry, the voice. Oh, okay. So Trixie's plugging her show. Fine. You get to do that like five times. I get it. Uh, she says it was beautiful. She reminds us that she may have won $100,000 lip syncing to that song, which is true. Remember that lip sync between her and Kennedy? Yeah. Uh, too bad singing wouldn't get you, singing that song wouldn't get you $250,000, Trixie, but oh well. Mm -hmm. Leona says it's actually a really hard song to sing. There are, there's a lot of range, big high notes, and she loves that she took it and made it her own. Michelle says that she is doing Chicago proud with that voice. It was beautifully strong voice. It was elegant and in control. Have you ever sang this song before? I've, uh, yeah, like piano bar, I've gotten requested to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it hard I'm, to sing? No, I'm a baritone, but uh, yeah, it's... It is, it is rangy. She's right. It is, it is rangy. You got to find the right key that's going to work for your voice or else, yeah. Fair. All right. Pitch perfect. Off key. Where are you going? Um, she wasn't off key, but to me, just because I was just like, man, about it, I'm going to say off key for this one for me. The audience right down the middle, 50-50. I'm going to give her an eight. So right now, the three of them, she's the lowest, she's the bottom. Um, it was safe. It was you said it. She was very, very safe here. And again, once she leaves that stage, Queen of the Universe bumper count number four. 
All right, we got Woo Woo. Um, wow, was not expecting him to look like that out of drag, but come on, leather jacket. I was like, he's a cutie though. Hey. Yeah. Um, so she chose the name Woo Woo because she wanted to make an entrance when she walks into a room and people would scream Woo Woo. I love right. that. That may be my favorite uh, drag name story I've heard in such a long time. Yeah, that's cute. I like that a lot. Um, so the B-roll of her drag, she's stunning. All of the videos that they showed, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, she can paint. She says mm -hmm. she has a Hannah Montana double life. During the day, she's a boy, and at night, she's a girl. And woo-woo can get a little bit naughty. Eli cannot do that. I was like, oh, you really want to be a drag queen so you can be naughty. Cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's showing us she's eating hot pot. I would love to have some. I have never had it before, but that looked delicious. It's good. It's good. It takes a while to um, eat. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. She says that people were, where she's from are not open-minded. Even her parents weren't, under, weren't understanding at the beginning. She wants to win to prove that drag can make her successful. She wants people outside of China to know woo-woo. Okay. Yeah. Well, hair by AJ Kai Kai, look by Lucky. Uh, this was Mulan come to life. Very cute. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the hair, especially. Absolutely. I think for a first week learning who she is, leaning into a look from her culture was very, very smart. Um, there was one part of the look that I just didn't understand. I did not understand the silver hose jetpack on the back. Like, what was it? Also, if it's oh, yeah. me being very rude, I apologize. Um, but it didn't seem to work with the rest of the look. Mm, I can see that, yeah. Otherwise, the hair, as you said, it's so good. The flowers in the hair, wonderful. Yeah, I love that. All right, so she has selected Madonna's Material Girl. Um, we all know American Idol, the, the classic phrase, song choice, song choice, song choice. This was it. This was all about how bad of a song choice this was. Yeah. At first, singing competition, this song isn't really a chance to show your vocal ability, in my opinion, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, she was offbeat a few times, and I'm not sure if it was the track or the English, but her nerves were absolutely showing. But when she broke into the Cantonese, that's when she was in her element. And it was a great gag because up until this point, the first one to go into another language. Um, and mm -hmm. I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, for me, this felt very karaoke. Yeah, I agree. I the song choice of this wasn't good. I just don't know why. Yeah, I, you know, I do wonder. Um, production. That, yeah, I was just about to say that. I do wonder if production was like, you have these options. And she's like, I've only sang one of these songs in English. So I guess we're going with that song. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, Trixie says she loved the performance and the look was beautiful. She thinks the song lives in the middle and would have loved more dynamics, but it was great. Michelle mm -hmm. loved hearing a song in Cantonese. And here we're going to have our first little judges um, moment where Trixie interrupts and says that Madonna originally recorded it in Chinese. <laughs> So funny. I took a picture of Graham's face and he is so pissed off in this moment. He's like, you're not going to do this every time, are you? I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, humor, you know, I love it. Michelle says her vocals were good, but they didn't go anywhere. She says it's not a song for the first time seeing her vocals first. She looks absolutely beautiful. Vanessa says the idea is fantastic. Her drag is amazing and was really unique. And Leona says she looks like she was having fun and liked the comedic moment. She would have loved to have seen more. Which I think mm -hmm. you and I, same page. I, we should be I judges agree. on this show. <laughs> right? All right, where are you going? Pitch perfect or off key? Uh, this is an off key for me, personally. I agree. The audience was 41% pitch perfect, 59% off key. I'm going to go the lowest on her so far. She is at 6.5. Yeah. 
All right, Queen of the Universe, bumper count number five. It is New York City's own Novazar, the Empress yeah. of the Galaxy. They say it's New York City is big, loud, and super colorful and artistic like her. They say the, that Dragon New York is very intense and competitive. And I was like, yeah, you got it. You nailed it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that growing up, they were call, always called boy by their dad. And it got under their skin because they don't identify with boy or man. There was something mm -hmm. else. When their mom passed away, it reminded them that you have to be true to who you are and day to day represent themselves as non-binary. The song yeah. is personal to who they are in hopes they make themselves proud and make other people feel proud and represented. I thought this was a really cool um, video package because for at least the New York community, for those who don't know Novazar, this was a lot of new information you'll get in Truly. a minute. As a friend, um, even, I, was like, hey, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I thought this was really a really nice introduction. Um, so good on you for sharing that and being so open about it too. Mm -hmm. like usually in, in reality show this is like episode four or five before you reveal this kind of stuff yeah all right the look is by beck jones hair by koji ichikawa i think this is really cool i love the cartoon graffiti elements to it also yeah. you kind of knew it was revealed because the top part was not the most flattering but once yeah. it turned into the reveal you're like oh okay got you um i love that hair it is so well styled. That I mean, hair, you said it before. It's so, it's so gorgeous. The stoning on it. I love it. And it's, it's just like, gorge. it's so in now. I mean, like, I think I, ever since Envy Peru won uh, yeah. freaking Holland and made those sculptural hairs like really like all over TV, like I, all the girls are wearing these mega sculpted looks now, which I'm, yeah. I'm here for them. I'm, I'm, I love it. Okay. So we're going to dissect it. We're going to talk about it. The song started. And I was like, oh, Broadway, here we come. Mm -hmm. she does britney spears i'm not a girl i'm not yet a woman and here's where i stand now listeners just want to remind you i'm talking as a commentator of a reality show and this is how we're going to talk about it i have watched more singing comments competition shows than i care to admit song choice is freaking <laughs> freaking important this was a yeah. great song a great performance it is true to them and true to their art but in a competition you need to remind yourself that there are other performances performers who are going to go big and brazen and bold that's what makes you the money in new york city do that first do this next whether you knew how the first cut was going to happen or not this performance was way too subtle for this opening show again this is through the le the lens of a drag competition show performance was excellent she did a great job but i knew once she started this performance i was like ah oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna put it through i just i just had that gut feeling because this is like week two week three performance yeah i i feel like the song again i mean first of all i have never I don't think I'd ever heard her start a song so low before. I'm just used to having her like, she's like usually belting and wailing yeah. up there. Um, so I was surprised at that. I wish that the song or arrangement or something let her show off that, you know, her signature st style is is like this like crazy, like basically female belting in a like Broadway right. musical theater, like singing. So this is very different. Um, also, yeah. I, yeah, she's very musical theater no matter what. Like her, her training just comes through. So to sing like a Britney song, I don't know. Um, at musical theater would have been, I think, yeah. Or Disney or something like that would have been better for her voice, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it like you can't deny the judges were captivated by the performance. There was a bit of a reveal issue in the back, but she powered to the front and they cut away, thankfully to her, for her. Um, yeah. But I think this was a very well-directed theater performance. I could see this in like, you know, like a Britney Spears musical coming to Broadway this spring. Yes, um, of, it's not a bad thing. It's just an observation. We, we, mm-hmm. How many times have uh, performers on all these shows been like, it's too theatrical, it's too theatrical. Yeah. The difference here, this is drag and you have to accept it that theatricality is part inherently in drag um so i i think if if novazar went with a big pop song able to belt their face off like we know they can do mm-hmm. through to the next round easy peasy no questions asked do this yeah. second oh my god you can do everything so you always can get a redo somehow but that's just my observation knowing how these shows work Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leona, again, I think yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, what I've heard is that the producers were the ones really giving them the songs, um, even though they try to play it off as like, "Oh, why did you choose this song?" Like, so I, I don't know. Listen, it's- I know that is fact. I know that is a thing. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the the queer uh, musician John Duff, um, I had actually gotten to see him when he did X Factor and was eliminated like on the stage. Uh, and like uh-huh. I hadn't reached out and be like, I thought you were incredible. And we like had a back and forth and he had told me, yeah, the songs I wanted to sing, they couldn't, they wouldn't let me do. And that's yeah. the song they made me do. And I think uh, um, it was like Nicole Scherzinger's first day as on the panel. So they made him do um, uh, Pussycat Dolls and uh-huh. Simon Cowell made fun of it the entire time. So oh, like that was, a, that he was a gimmick and that's just how it works. So if yeah. this was not Novazar's first choice, okay, I can, I understand um, but the producers are going to have a say in it. And unfortunately, when you're um, getting your TV debut, you kind of sometimes got to follow producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leona is interested in why they picked the song. And Novazar says it's not about knowing who you are and being on the way there with room to grow. Leona says she sees her on Broadway with a clear tone. Yeah. Michelle says she knows what it's like to be up there with nerves. So try to get rid of them as it throws her off. When she got into it, it was locked in and she was pulled in. Trixie says it was gorgeous. She says that straight people hear the song and hear the dimension, but as queer people, our identities are always in transit, especially the way she sang it. She says the white liner is beautiful and somewhat familiar. And we get another Trixie and Michelle banter as Michelle reveals that she is not the biggest fan of white eyeliner because you can't see her eyeballs. She says, lift the lashes up. I thought Trixie was going to leap over that stage and strangle her. Yeah, Trixie's eyes are never visible. It's funny. <laughs> never. And Vanessa understands her approach and how uh, obvious was it was in her drag. She is Broadway delivery, and she tells her to be ready to expand because she has to be able to have range. Novazar says they can sing whatever you ask them to sing, except low notes. And I was like, you know what? That's the fun banter. You got to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, like if the producers were pushing this, I could understand why, because they got Vanessa to be able to say that critique. Mm-hmm. All right, Pitch Perfect off key. Where are you going? I like this. I'm going to say Pitch Perfect. The audience went 42% Pitch Perfect and 58% off key. I'm giving it an eight. So she's right in the middle right now for me. Yeah. Queen of the Universe, bumper number six. Next up is Ginzilla. She's been around the sun 35 times. And I was like, damn, I look great for my age. Yeah, that was shade (laughs) because I'm 34. Uh, 
being an Australian queen means you have to sing as they have the Sydney Opera House and only legends perform there. She is a seven foot glam monster and a tyrant of joy. She is vulnerable, gorgeous, lovable goddess. She doesn't need to stand out as she already does. It was a burden, but now people idolize drag queens. But underneath, there's still a human being. God, what a correct mm-hmm. sentiment. There's a human being inside drag queens. Who knew? That's right. <laughs> and not when they're having sex, just as a human. Oh, I... <laughs> I had Listen, to. It was an easy I... joke. I did it. But I'm... Right. <laughs> All right. This look. Hair by Wig Chapel. Look by Silver Ox. All drag is valid, and this look is a lot, but somehow I enjoy the steampunk metallic look because it pairs well with the energy of the song. Uh, oh, we lost you a little bit. What did you say? I enjoyed it. I like the hair. Um, yeah, I, like I don't think hair it's... Yeah, I don't think it's the cleanest look, but I think there's an inherent allowance to be a little messy as a bearded queen. Not saying it's right, just yeah. an observation. Um, I would love to know what the story behind this look was because there is there has to be a story behind it. Mm-hmm. The song is "Human" by Rag and Bone Man. I feel like I've heard it before, but I was really not familiar with it when Jinzilla started. But it is British after all. Have you heard the song before? I actually have. I've seen many a dance performance of this song when I was teaching. A lot of it's just like a very like inspirational type of song. So I've seen so many contemporary dance routines to it um but yeah it's really i love it i think it was a perfect song for this theme actually too absolutely uh so i think the tone she begins with didn't feel as clear and natural it felt like it was all part of the gimmick and i'm not sure that that's the journey i want to see on this show i want to see raw talent don't give me a gimmick that being said as far as an overall performance she's dynamic there's something fascinating um about Jinzilla as a performer but i'm worried it could get dull very fast that being said, she's got great range. And when she hit the middle, that's her sweet spot. Stay there. We don't need the gimmick anymore. Stay in your sweet spot. No more low notes. See, I actually really enjoyed, I loved the range of this. And I loved the way that she like kept the song building through the range because especially with low notes, like lots of, drag, most drag queens, there isn't much like baritone representation. So I was very Absolutely. happy to hear so, like a lovely rich lower register um and i was i was shook when she got to that mix at the end i was like oh bitch you have a right range. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh so i believe she has been on america's got talent um i'm not yeah. sure how well she did but that she's had experience on shows like this Trixie says she is so sexy she loves a deep voice and dragon representation matters even baritones and wigs Trixie asks right. if her it is her real beard, and Jinzilla says it is, and asks if Trixie wants to touch. And well, judging contestant relationship has begun. Will they go boink backstage? Probably. Uh, uh, Leona says she brings a uniqueness to the competition that they need. The fact that she started off so deep and transitioned into the crazy high mix, she was impressed. Michelle is a huge Rag and Bone fan, Man fan, and it tells us so much about her. She's glad she sang the song. Vanessa says she opened her mouth and heard a rich baritone voice and she was slayed. We will always remember who she is and how she made us feel. Graham's going to ask Jinzilla if she was expecting the judges to like her so much. She says, look at her. We love the confidence. All right. Pitch perfect off key. Where are you going? Oh, pitch perfect. This is my favorite one so far. Okay. All right. I'm actually going to put her at 7.5, which is just about above Woo Woo right now and below uh, 
No Bizarre and Cheyenne. Okay. My personal, yeah. yeah, this is where my personal biases go a little bit, but Queen of the Universe, bumper number seven. Mm-hmm. Next up, Liana Winter. Uh, she is 26 from Prairie. I want to go to there. It looks beautiful. Yeah. She is elegant in the most romantic city all over the world. The French are really fashionable, and she is here to bring French elegance to Queen of the Universe. She is chic, feminine, glamorous, drag is high level in France, but she is one of the only live singing queens. She mm-hmm. happens to be a massive fan of Leona Lewis and named herself after her. Drag is her way of expressing herself, and when she's on stage, you can expect real emotions. Okay. So she she had a look, and then she took part of the look off for the performance, but the cape was by Nicholas Fafiote, dressed by Le Grand Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I wish she wore the French flag coat and revealed into the stunning gown, but fuck. Yeah. Absolutely glorious to that eye. It was stunning. She looked great. She did look great. Yeah. Love the fascinator and how much it just sparkled. Perfect touch. She's flawless, and I can't wait to see more from her. I really enjoyed her paint, too, actually, we'll say. Mm -hmm. So she's going last. And for those American Idol fans, we call this the pimp spot. Uh, Usually, the pimp (laughs) spot is what the producers like to save. It's either they either they really like to bookend you. So if you're in the beginning, you're good. If you're in the end, you're good. So this is the pimp spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, when the song started, I jumped out of my seat and screamed, who the hell gets going on Edith Piaf? Me, apparently. What <laughs> a brilliant song choice. Easily one of the most recognizable Edith Piaf songs ever. And as Americans, Vanessa will tell us why a little later. But she can literally stand in a mic and her voice does all the work. Yeah, which is a great talent. Yeah. I thought her tone was very pure. It's very rich. Uh, her voice does fill the stage and her personality is enamoring. Um, how could you not smile at this performance? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. But yeah, I, I think yeah. the song in a minute, but that <laughs> was a good reminder of this song. Have um, you ever sung it before? Do you sing in French? No, I do not sing in French. I do not know how to speak French. I do not want to try. <laughs> I, would, I would butcher it. <laughs> but I have played it for someone else that was a French person that came to one of my nice. games one time and and saying it so I, i'm familiar with the song but i've never done it myself yeah so I, I i think leona is a cabaret star and i think she has the power to fall into pop with the right song but that's going to be the challenge within this show is how she can bring pop into her voice but i really love this so much yeah she was good really solid leona leona says we 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 but before Leona Lewis can talk, uh, Leona Winter says that she loves all the judges, but she's a real big fan of Leona Lewis and thanks her for inspiring her so much. Lewis was blown away by her vocal range. She is graceful and elegant. Michelle says, Viva la French. It's her favorite Edith Piaf song. She made the song her own and she says her drag is absolutely très jolie. Vanessa says they use the song in a commercial that plays all the time. And she was like, not this song again, but she brought it to life with the growl. It reminded her of Avita, who comes out and commands a stage with her elegance, and that's what she did. I was like, oh, that's a good comparison. I like that, Vanessa. Good job. Yeah. Also, like Vanessa Williams watches commercials. She doesn't pay for, like, right. no commercial streaming. Right. Wow. Um, Trixie has no makeup tips to help her, but she says this is a, the amount of makeup she should wear on the stage. She asked Leona why she sang in French, and she says they wanted to make her country proud. Mm-hmm. where are you going pitch perfect or off key i liked it pitch perfect for me me too i'm gonna give it a 10 10 out of 10 oh wow you really liked it <laughs> i loved it i loved it um and this will give us bumper count number eight 
All right. Liana heads backstage to the green room where I have to imagine that this was going to be some sort of like untucked thing or like a place where they can like watch each other. All I know, there was just a lot of bad acting going on and no shade to the Queens. Like I understand you were probably fed those lines, but Mm -hmm. they all say hello. And they're like, is this everyone? It's only seven. Yep. Just setting it up. Yep. Drag says there may be, maybe there are not a lot of drag queens who can sing in the world and every singing queen from here to Timbuktu said, Fuck you, bitch. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after Jinzilla said that there's just only seven singing queens. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you made a lot of people mad. But we're back on stage where Graham tells us that it is, um, tells us it is it, had a chance to impress the all-star pop panel. Now, who had the best WAP? They will continue to slay and who will go away? We will get a reminder of all the performances. And I was like, oh my God, this is so idle. I live for it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, now the panel's going to speak. Graham has the name of the queen. Who will be eliminated tonight? Graham gives a puzzled look. The card is blank. No one is going home. Not tonight. Bum, bum, bum. Right. He's like, bitches, though, don't relax. Your universe is about to expand. Queens, would you like to look behind you? Now, haven't we learned in HR 101, like, that is usually when the guy has his dick out. Like, don't we not <laughs> say that? The God, come on, ladies. Alas, turn around, ladies. No, no, it's not a serial killer either. It's seven more wonders of the world. And that's part one. I thought it was a good premiere. I thought it was good too, yeah. I would have been okay if we only got this. Yeah, I would have been okay if we just got this episode and next week was episode two, but putting it together, I I was here for it. Um, How long do you think those bitches had to hold those poses? Damn, my arm would have hurt. I saw something shaking a little bit. (laughs) Oh my God, I I was like, oh, and they have to film this like four times from different angles. Oh, this is ridiculous. But- our show's our part two is going to start with a theme song once again. And again, it's still already been stuck in my head. So are you ready to meet our seven new killer queens? Yeah. From San Antonio, Texas, it's Ada Vox. Decked in red, white, and blue, Miss Vox is coming for you. Mm-hmm. From Mumbai, India, it's Ronnie Kohenor. Name Namaste. It's time, come time for the South Asian invasion. From Boston, Massachusetts, USA, it's Juju B. I put the verse in Queen of the Universe. From <laughs> Mexico City, Mexico, it's with Guajira Voce. I didn't ask to be Mexican. I just got lucky. From Montreal, Canada, it's Madame Matante Alex. Saddle up, bitches. The Canadian cowboy has arrived. From Atlanta, Georgia, it's Aria B. Cassidyne. Move back and let a real bitch through. And from London, UK, it's Lavoie. Just like the real British queen, I adore waving all the other queens goodbye. Queen of the universe. Count number nine. Um, Which was your favorite intro of these seven? Um, Lavoie's. (laughs) Just like the real queen, I enjoyed waving goodbye. Lavoie was very good. I thought Rahina Voce was excellent too. Mm -hmm. Very funny. Yeah. All right. So the seven new queens will make their world debut and their fate is going to be in the hands of the pop diva panel. Graham teases them that some will be going home, but not how many. But in the end, only one of them will walk away with the title and $250,000. Boom. Then you can see that big thing. Now, I have some speculation here. Maybe you know inside team. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I, I have a, my prediction is they did not film all this in order. My prediction prediction is is they did all of the intros at once. I could see that. And then they filmed the um, first seven queens, then the the, um, reveal of the next seven queens. I think they probably did that all at once. 
Yeah. Just my prediction. Because if not, some of these bitches were in drag for how long? Well, yeah, because they end up being in the same looks at the end of this. Episode. Exactly. So I, like, my prediction is that th- th- this part was all filmed together. But maybe Novazar will give us inside tea one day when she's allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. All right. Up first is Ada Vox. San Antonio is the place of fiesta and food, and she is happy to be representing one of the best places on earth. We see her montage of her looks, and well, that may be one of the most basic looking drag we've ever seen on television, but voice first, right? Right, right, sure. Um, Ada, Ada Vox is the diva that has always been inside. So she's going to tell us that she has infantile epiglottis, which means yeah. she has baby vocal cords so she can sing to the rafters. I had never heard of this before. Me neither. Never. I was like, this is so cool. Tell me more. I want to know more. Um, and I want to know who else has it because there are there are some other bitches who could sing to the rafters. Do they have it too? Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is really amazing. Anyway, for those who don't know, she was on American Idol and was the first drag queen to make it to the live voting round. I say still justice for Ada. Ada was robbed. Mm. Winning Queen of the Universe is the redemption she has gone through and, and worked on first. This show has to be the one. All right. So this is going to be her best look that we've seen so far. Look by Lu- Lucci and Donna. Uh, hair by Billy Lamore, Jewels by Mystery Jewels. We love Mystery Jewels on this show. Nails by Nails from Queens. I think it's a stunning look. It's drag. It's simple. She looks great. The rose in the hair is stunning, and the hair is just elegant. Um, and she has paired this look with a really good song choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She did great. <laughs> she looks all great, right. too. Yeah, she really does. I mean, the music starts, and we all know what it is. It's Etta James at last. Literal chills. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's I stood up, honestly. <laughs> I stood up in from my chair and I said, crown her now, call it Ada Wins. Her yeah. vocals are so pure. They're so smooth. I want to go see her at 54 Below singing the Great American Songbook. She is a star. Oh, yeah. Um, and But what she does really well is her runs are very modernized. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they, she's able to bring her vocals into the modern era. Um if this was a different ter- different show, that money note deserved a four tray return. It, it it got a, a standing ovation, but she she was it sounded phenomenal, bre- breathtaking. And I, like I, I, she, I like that she can run, but she also knows when to like hold back and just sustain. And yeah, it's a good balance yeah. of those. Yeah, this was again, like I said, those pimp spots, those money money spots. It's first and last. They're like, mm-hmm. you're gonna watch Leona Winter last. We're gonna start you off really good, and like here's Ada yeah. Box. You're like. Why is anyone else performing? Right. <laughs> All right. So Vanessa says the growl, the soft approach, the sexiness, the overall presence. She hates the song because it's been so done so many times by so many people and done so badly. But she opened her mouth and she changed it. She was blown away. Leona is dead. She says her voice is amazing. She ha- says some of her runs at the end got lost in a little bit, um, but she didn't care. Trixie says when she gets the runs, it's never like that. And I was like, oh, Trixie's already starting. She <laughs> has never heard a drag queen sing like that, and she loves it. She does say her breasts are so beautiful, but they are cousins who haven't talked in a while. She'd love for them to be sisters. It's like, thing. that's actually an okay, okay. thing to say because you're a drag queen. But other people, I'm not sure you would be a get, a, get away with. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Michelle says it was so enjoyable. She thinks she saw them get excited, so she kept so she kept going and running more and more. She says there was no melody lost in any of that. Graham asks her if she's feeling good after those comments. 
Ada says she is so happy she wants to cry as her whole thing is when she heard about this, this was probably her moment to come here and be appreciated. She felt tossed aside and done wrong in the past and just tried to make it. Now she can be somewhere and she can stand and be appreciated. And I was like, uh-oh, this is an editor's cut. This is an editor's win it. We're going we're, we're gonna to have a winner here. But I was obsessed with this performance. Where do you stand? Pitch Perfect oh, or Off-Key? This is my favorite, I think, along with uh, Ginzilla. So I would say definitely Pitch Perfect. Audience, 86% Pitch Perfect, 14% Off-Key. Uh, we got a tie at the top. It's 10, 10 for me. It's a 10 for me. It's so good. It was so good. Oh, I loved it. Um, Queen of the Universe bumper count, 11. <laughs> Regina Voce. She is Regina Voce, and she is proud to represent Mexico City, and it is the best city in the world. Fact or fiction? Have you ever been to Mexico City? I've never been. I'm biased to New York, though, I gotta say. Yeah, it's like I've never heard anyone say Mexico City. Great. Let's go there. Anyway, she was the first Mexican singer, singer for Cirque du Soleil. She has done Broadway shows brought to Mexico. But as Regina Voce, this is going to be her first performance on a global stage. And she will tell us that Rohina Voce translates to Queen of the Voice. So maybe maybe we go on that show. Um, do that one next. Right. All right. This look. Hair by JCT Producciones. Look by Alvaro Montano. Headpiece by Gil Rodriguez. Nail gloves by Accessories Leon. Jewels by Gustavo Helgario. This was stunning. I loved it. Come on, cultural nod. I love that. I mean, Hel- everything... Everything about it was perfect. I love such a representation of Mexico and her, and yet she is still a larger than life drag personality. Yes. And yet it wasn't camp. It was just wonderful. I think the lashes and context really draw you into her eyes and she is gorgeous. But I have to say yeah. it, um, from her look to voice to stage presence, I was reminded of Castrata. Really? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I didn't think about that. I, and uh, listen, Castrata should be on this show one day too. She's an incredible vocalist and performer. Her and Laguna, put them on together. Oh, that's it. <laughs> All right. So the song she is singing is called Caruso, which is an Italian language song. I think she has a really pretty tone and leaned into that theatricality, but that's what this song is kind of called for. So it kind of worked. She is I quite really- mesmerizing and really makes you realize how music just translates language. She is a storyteller through song. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a great job. I do too. Um, and well, she like also has like some Italian heritage as well, so it's like exactly. Yeah. I did feel like she was a bit shaky in her upper register. Again, could be nerves, could be um, she's not as great in the higher register. But mm-hmm. I think she really has a really beautiful voice. I was I was here for it. I also wonder how many times they filmed their performances. Like, did they get more than one? Or two. Usually on shows like this, I believe it's only one. They may get an like a um, a rehearsal to do as well for uh, camera blocking. I'm not okay. quite sure how that works. Um, like if it's an audition, usually it's you're on and off. But for like a, a show with the contestants already there, they may actually get a cl- camera blocking. Um, but yeah, I, I I do wonder that. Yeah. Good call. We'll find this out one day. We'll have to have a deep dive with Novazar and be like, yes. tell us everything. Tea, honey. Right. Um, so Graham says that singing in Italian was a surprise, but her mother is from Italy, but she is Mexican. She is as Mexican as Chile and tortillas. And I was like, oh man, I'm hungry now. Right. <laughs> Leona wants to know why she wanted to share this with them. And Rohina says she loves the song as it is about a couple who have to say goodbye. 
And Leona says that's what she loves about music as it transcends language and boundaries and that she is a true storyteller. Trixie says she deeply connected with the song, but not like that. She doesn't speak Italian, but she knew what she was singing about. She says that this is her favorite look she's seen so far. Vanessa says she was dramatic and passionate and was really impressed. Michelle says there was slight pitch issues, but when she was relaxed a bit down there, it got much easier. Michelle made a bottoming joke and Trixie is hilariously offended. She goes on to say when she let it happen, it became so smooth and so beautiful. This was too gay for television. I loved it. Of all people, Michelle Visage about, I can't. <laughs> Usually she can say that kind of stuff on Drag Race and no one's going to call her out. But you know, Trixie sitting there is like, no, no, you don't get away with this. I'm yeah. going to call you out for this. And this is probably like hour 12 of filming. So Trixie's like, I am slap happy. You're getting everything right. from me. Mm-hmm. Um, Pitch Perfects are off key. Where are you going? Pitch Perfects. I like this a lot. Me too. 81% Pitch Perfect, 19% off key. She's going to get a score of nine from me. And we get bumper count number nine, uh, number 12, queen of the universe. All right, next up, we got Ronnie Cohenor. Wow, I was not expecting that homosexual to be sitting in that chair, but at the same time, I totally was. I fully was. <laughs> she was like, this is my almost Hollywood moment, and I'm going to look as fashionable. Where are the Kardashians? I'm going on that show next. She says that drag has been around for centuries in India as their kings, queens, and gods did drag. She grew up singing and she calls music a universal emotion and feels free when she's in drag. She states that every LGBTQIA plus person in India is an activist just being open about themselves. Mm -hmm. What a fun person. Yeah. I mean, I get to this is, uh, yeah, this is the kind of person that like, if they were in New York, I'd be like, let's go hang out and party and do everything you ever want to do because I want to learn about you. Aww. Because just just hearing her say that you become an activist just being out and proud of who you are in India, yet she doesn't seem to have a care in the world, at least in this, this, this moment. So I was like, mm-hmm. you are a special person. She seems really down to earth and like... Um... Did she say how long she was doing drag for? I forgot. I don't think uh, she said she's been singing um, as she grew up, but she didn't say uh, how long she's been doing drag. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's a fun time. Now let's come to New York. Let's hang out. Yeah. This look, no designers listed. I thought we were going to get a dress, but those leg flares flared out. And I was like, oh, this is like Indian hippie realness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the look was very sexy and simple, but it lended itself for the song. What did you think about uh, Rani's look? Um, I thought it was. For me, it was good, not like excellent. Uh, yeah, but it was good. But yeah, like you said, it, it fit the, the mood. So, so she's going to do a mashup of two songs in Hindi, and I'm not even going to try to embarrass myself and say the titles. I apologize, <laughs> but let, we're just let's not and say we did. She has such a retro tone that you can hear the accent, and it's fun. It's quite high. I like the sound of it, but I want to hear her do American pop music. Still probably not Jai Ho, though I know the producers are like, here, do that song. Um, uh, Because that's what bad American producers are going to do. But I think this is a very unique first start for Ronnie. And I think it's a great way to start the competition because she was also able to bring camp and got to show a variety that she played around with both vocally and in performance. 
Yeah, I didn't know these songs going into this performance at all, but I felt like I was getting a whole show. I love the energy of it. It was just like yeah. so fun. Yeah. It, it really, really was fun. And she was having fun. And that's always very mm-hmm. important. Um, but yeah, she she is one of those um, people who has a very, very pure feminine sounding voice. Mm-hmm. But then she did that like end where she went really low and silly and campy. I was like, you're cool. You're really, really fun. Yeah. Trixie says the look and the sound was a little bit 60s and it was a great song. Michelle says she loves that she was singing in her native tongue. Michelle caught herself because she did not know what to say there. So she said, native tongue. Um, she wants to know what the song means. And Ronnie says that they are two songs matched together with Layla as the daughter of the night. And a lot of the men want her, but she may get to decide who she wants to give herself up to. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's an interesting song. <laughs> Michelle asks if drag is still taboo in India. And Ronnie says it is. She has been threatened because they don't have too many venues to perform in. She apologizes for, for fucking up her makeup as she cries. So again, we oh, love the humor. All right. <laughs> Leona loves the show because it's giving her the space to just be here and be proud about it and shine. Vanessa says it's all been said and thanks her for her courage and bravery and thanks her for showing them her. Pitch Perfect or off key. Where do you land? Pitch Perfect again. This episode's just given, yeah. I agree. I'm going to put her at an 8.5. I was in, I was here for it. And then we're going to get queen of the universe bumper number 13. So if you are drinking at home, you are probably passed out and not listening to the podcast anymore. (laughs) Next up is Lavoie. Uh, She is 41 representing London. She's been doing drag for 20 years, but Lavoie has only been 10 years old. She has done TV shows. She has done movies. She sang for the Royal family. She's cruised around the world. And she even did her one-woman theater tour. Her name means The Voice. So go do that show next. Um, did you know that right. there is another red-headed um, British drag queen who did The Voice and did not get through? No, wait, really? I'll mention her name in a minute. Uh, oh. Her look, it is so British camp. She is giving you sparkle. She is giving you Union Jack. She is giving you Big Silhouette. It is fun. Yeah, so this is like an example of like classic drag that like I think is elevated to make it still new and yeah, like it's the cool silhouette. It's a cool statement piece, obviously, because of the flag, but it still gives classic but fresh. So I like Absolutely. That. Um, she has performed on Britain's Got Talent, so she knows how this show is going to work. Mm-hmm. But I would like to hear a battle of the redhead songstresses between Lavoie versus Davina DeCampo. Oh, that's right, Miss Davina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, George, you fucked that one up. Should have turned around. But I thought this was really interesting to see Lavoie do this because she is going to sing Dame Shirley Bassey's I Was Born to Sing Forever. And I'm going to say it right now. Shirley Bassey, right, song, right, right performer, wrong song choice. It just wasn't right. She was great, but I want camp drag vocalist this was just the wrong song choice i don't why didn't she do like my life or um or big spender or something campier this just Mm. didn't work for me um but she has a booming sound i feel like oh she oversang it a little bit don't get me wrong i adore her but when i when you have to scrutinize her style to those pure vocals lists later on Taste will come into play, and I want to do see her do her the best as she can. And I think the song choice um, is going to be the reason 
why people are going to say what they did. What did you think of this performance? I actually enjoyed it. I was surprised because her tone was so similar to Shirley. So I was like really here for it. Um, yeah, I like, I actually really liked it. <laughs> I thought she was having fun. Yeah. Did you know this song before she sang it? This song I did not know. And that's sad because I actually love Shirley Bassey. Um, yeah. 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 Maybe, and maybe that's my bias as well. Cause I did not know this song either. So maybe I wanted, like, if you're going to give me Shirley Bassey, give me something I know, G- give, yeah. give me some bond, but um I think as a performer, Lavoie is everything I want to see. I want to go to a Lavoie show. This She's is so entertaining, yeah. Like this is camp. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is drag. This is what a drag singing show is about. Like yeah. this was it. Leona gives her a standing ovation. Graham says that she is the only queen in the competition with a hometown advantage. Did she mm-hmm. feel the love in the room? And she's like, I did. Yes, England. Leona says, anyone who takes on Shirley Bassey's song, she commends. She thinks she did the song so much justice. Have you sang a Shirley Bassey song before? Have I? Ooh, not really. <laughs> I've done Diamonds Up Forever like as part of like a mashup I wrote, but not. Yeah. I don't like her her songs to me are just like she does her things so well. I don't even want to bother. <laughs> That's fair. Trixie so well. says that there is something when a veteran drag queen takes the stage that you as an audience just relax because this bitch has had it in her hand. And Lavoie asks. If she's calling her old and Trixie laughs, she says her makeup is beautiful and she wants more foundation on the body. I was like, I can't see that from where I'm sitting, but I didn't, I, I didn't see a, a, a difference in shade. Either. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll trust Trixie here. Uh, Vanessa says the way that she held the notes loud and with that vibrato, she gets it girl. Michelle mm-hmm. says the voice says the name. She loved how she commanded the stage. And that's what a veteran drag queen does. She was fully engrossed in her every move. Graham will ask as veteran or vintage, whatever she is. And Lavoie is like, vintage? Right. I'm the only one who knows who you are. And he asked her if she had nerves. She said it was petrifying, but how does it feel after the comments? Fabulous. She, she's so entertaining. Uh, yeah, naturally just like charismatic. I loved her. Like, yeah, I can ima- I know why they book her for cruise ships because you uh-huh. will get the crowd going. Yeah. Um, pitch perfect or off key? Pitch perfect again. Audience, 59% pitch perfect, 41% off key. I'm giving her an eight, despite what I said. I'm giving her an eight. I know I will, I would give her much higher if she if it was a different song. I know that for a fact, but she was yeah, still good. Her voice is really lovely. I can't wait to see what, uh, well, yeah, I, I would love in the to future. Hear more song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Queen of the Universe bumper count, 14. Okay, are you ready for the next one? I can't do it. I'm so oh, I can't. Oh, I was so excited for her too. She is yeah. 25 plus 12, and she is representing Boston. My old stomping grounds. It's the most. She's the most famous thing about Boston. It's Juju Beam. So she's done it all. RuPaul's Drag Race season two, All Stars one, All Stars five. Another one that we can't officially confirm, but I bet she does better on that one. Yep. It's because Mama's there. Mama loves her, and that's why Mama. Yeah, well, soon we'll get to talk about it because it's happening soon. It's, ha- it's happening in February, but I can't get forward to try it. Oh, that's um, so soon. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, we see her performance in All Star 5 where they loved it and she wanted to be known as a singer so badly. So apparently just tell WoW that you want what you want and your dreams come true. She's yeah, like, I, I want to be a pop star. And then like, here, you're going to want a, a singing show. <laughs> mm-hmm. be or not to be, that is the question. Okay, um... No designers listed. At age 35, Miss Juju looks youthful and petite and somehow incredibly basic. 
we have seen her do incredible looks on Drag Race. This is a pop star look, and it's just jarring to see her look like this. Maybe, maybe she does in fact work at a shopping mall. <laughs> it is very much giving like yeah, you know, early drag career. Like, oh look, it's a shiny you know, mini dress, great <laughs> with a high a thigh high boot. But um, her face looks lovely. She looks very good. Always. So she picks Ariana Grande's "Into You," and that was the moment I knew she was out. Like terrible song choice and starting yeah. as low as she did you couldn't even hear those first notes there are vocalists in this competition who are trained and you can tell juju b is a drag queen who likes to sing um watching trixie watch her you can tell in her mind she's like please don't make me critique my friend this is bad and michelle is like this is an embarrassment to our brand what are we supposed to do here the song just didn't go anywhere yeah that's tough that's a song that's i mean even hearing it live with ariana like it's a song that's meant to be just like i think the track speaks for itself and it's meant, it's meant to be in a club setting yeah. i wouldn't use it like as a live sing moment yeah that's tough why would she sing it i don't get it yeah i really I don't, don't get, get it um graham says that she loves the competition she says she might be a little competitive vanessa was mil- missing her smile and cheekiness and sassiness she knows she has a great personality and would love to have seen more from the track. Graham throws it to Trixie, but asks if they know each other. Um, they've met several times. She says the hair and makeup are flawless. She asks her how she felt in a singing competition, and Jujubee says she felt great. So Trixie wants to be honest, and if the roles were switched, she says this for a first performance, she wanted something with a little more range and a little more colors because these bitches are coming, which was the nicest thing Trixie could possibly say. Yeah. Well, also, apparently they couldn't hear each other. They didn't see each other's performances during filming. So I can't imagine how she felt watching all these other girls <laughs> and then knowing oh, that God. her was coming up. Because, yeah, the vocals are just like a not nowhere near this good. Yeah. Le- Leona says the song, does ha- the song does have range when Ariana sings it, so she could have pushed it more. Michelle says she went pop star and it's really cute. The issue with the vocals was they lost her. She needs her to put more of what she thinks they need to hear in the song. Juju says she chose the song because she wanted to do something that wasn't a ballad. She yeah. loves singing ballads, but she wanted to challenge herself. Not on week one! No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, pitch perfect yes. or off key? <laughs> off key. My least favorite one so far, sadly. Audience as well. 23% pitch perfect, 77% off key. I'm going to give her a yeah. six, and that's being very generous. Um, bumper <laughs> count, 15 all right, Ooh. next up is Matantalics. All right, notes to listeners. Um, I am going very, very back and forth on this one. For those who don't know, uh, there have been accusations of mm. Matantalics's um, personal life being an abuser. Um, not necessarily a physical abuser, but an emotional abuser. For me, this is mm. trigger number two because I did read the statements, um, one of which came from Kiara from... Uh, Canada's Drag Race season one. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very triggering if you read them. And for me, it feels very much like my own personal situation that I am at a place where I still can't address. And I feel like because I can't address my own personal issues, I would feel a hypocrite if I just disregarded Matanta Alex's performances and presence on the show. 
Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to go into conversations. If you want to DM me, if you really feel that we should not discuss them on the show, let's have a conversation. Um, that being said, we're going to just focus on the performance, on the look, and what is presented on the show. Just that. We did the same thing with um, Queen Redacted on season 12. Okay. There are people that put together a drag artist. We have to at least recognize those artists as well. So for right now, this episode, we will continue talking about Matanta Alex like the any other contestant. My DMs are open. Feel free to talk to me. I know there is a good possibility I'm not doing the right thing here, but I just know that I would be a hypocrite um, if I didn't speak my own truth. That's all I'm going to say on that. I don't know if you are familiar with the situation, if you have any feelings on it, but... Um, I've heard about it, but I don't know the details. I haven't read the actual... Yeah. Um, it's out there. It's on Reddit. Um, other Drag Race Canada queens have spoken about it, so... Feel free to do your research, listeners. That being said, let us go to Montreal, um, where we learn the rest of Canada doesn't speak French. It's their first language, but they all have their own, own culture in Montreal. Uh, she says she wanted to be a pop star when they were young, but it couldn't happen until she put the drag on and created a new personality. She likes to say she likes country more than she listens to it. She loves the outfits and the rhinestones. Mm-hmm. The song she's going to be singing is challenging, and she is confident there isn't another voice like her in this competition. This look is Pants, Bodysuit, Glitter Hood by Taylor DeVille, Cape by Veronica Rocket. So I like that we're doing a cowboy look, but it's very Canadian. It is so Canadian cowboy. Um, it is very male presenting, which is fine, but their drag persona is not quite fully, quite fully realized, in my opinion. Okay. Um, that being said, the cape and the hat are stone, but also, why does she look like a superhero? Uh, <laughs> Also, there are a lot of comments on the internet being like, is that um, Pythia? It is not Pythia. Pythia Uh. is different. Yes, they do similar things on their face. Yes, they're both from Montreal. It's not Pythia. Mm -hmm. What did you think of this look? Um, Not my favorite, honestly. I don't know. I just like the Western country stuff for me usually doesn't get me. So, yeah. Fair. Well, we're going to get a country moment uh, when the song, the ta- song title appeared at, and said, he taught me how to yodel by Rosalie Allen. I was like, I know I'm done. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Trixie, here's the yodeling for the first time is like my face when a new twink enters a room. Just pure joy. Uh, like so happy. <laughs> this song was very strong for what it was. And this is how you make an impression in a competition on your first night. Oh. What a gag, right? It automatic pass to the next round. A plus, so much fun. Um, but we got to talk about Trixie and watching it. She's literally voguing to yodeling. Oh, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I was never, I've never been more confused, but I was also like, I want more of this. Um, if you know the Rosalie Allen version of the song, this was a massive transformation of the song and you have to commend Matanta for it. it, it it's very um, 1940s um, country. So it, it's got a, it's a lot more subtler. Um, okay. And this is like big. So I'm really here for it. Um, it reminds me of a song with very similar theme and um, uh, melody called um, Cowboy Sweetheart by Patsy Montana. Um, another okay. song that features yodeling. So just putting out my yodel history and country music. 
I did a musical uh, based on 1930s, 40s uh, country music. So I know my history when it comes to this shit. So yes. that's why I live for it. Um, cool. But yeah, my only fear here is what the fuck is she going to do next? Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. yodel every week. That's right. Not, like you can't. Um, that'd be a, a, another gag if she comes out singing a completely different style and like sounds great. So and if that, you can do that, then you do, you deserve to get to the end because that's true talent. But not yeah. sure based on what I've seen on their um, YouTube that they have that power. Mm. That being said, it is another standing ovation from the panel. Michelle yeah. says it was magnificent. She was on pitch. She loved the yodeling. She was. She says it was just a show. Trixie says, "Are you fucking kidding me?" To yodel and nail those pitches right. like that. She said it was like a vocal technician at the same time she was performing, which meant all those muscles are on autopilot. She didn't know it could be that good. Vanessa wants to know the story. Matant says that there was a cute little girl yodeling on TV and she had a crush on her and she wanted to be her. She rehearsed at 6 a.m. She had three coming out, she says. Gay, a drag queen, and a yodeler. Funny. I like it. I like it. Leona that. says that what she will sing next. She says that yodeling is her crutch, but singing by herself will be a challenge. Pitch Perfect off key. Where are you going? It's perfect. Oof, yeah. I was impressed. I was too. I am going to say that the audience might be a little biased in in opinion here. They went 53% pitch perfect, 47% off key. Again, I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you what you should feel. Um, performance-wise, it was unique. It was special. I will give it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get Queen of the Universe bumper number 16. So that's 16 shots if you've done them. Damn. I, I think next week I'm going to actually do shots as I'm watching. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, thanks. All right. It's our last girl. It is Aria B. Cassidine getting that other pimp spot. She is representing Atlanta, which is Black Hollywood and Black Excellence. And boy, that look is giving me retro pop star. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that Atlanta influences her style. She is the singing queen of um, Atlanta. She has won a bunch of awards and uh, competitions. And it's not on stop list. She says that her experience is pageantry and she is bringing it to the competition. All right. We got no designer here. But again, we got pageant. I think. This one looks superb, but unlike Cheyenne, this looks expensive and unique. Yeah, unique. Emphasis on unique. That's right. Yep. The hair is high and tight. It's very well put together. Aria knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's very confident about it, too. Mm-hmm. You can tell. <laughs> All right. In her performance, she is singing the Eurovision staple Rise Like a Phoenix by drag queen Conchita Wurst, who I fully thought was going to appear on this show. Um, maybe she will. Maybe she'll guest judge or something. I don't know. I think she has a very distinct tone in her voice. There's like a little gravel to it, and it kind of reminded me of Billy Porter. Oh, I can hear that. Yeah, which is amazing. Great we love absolutely. Um, she has a very, very powerful instrument, but I'm going to say something that's very controversial, and I hope you won't hate me for it. You promise you won't hate me. No, I do not I... love. I do not love her vibrato. It's the same reason why I don't like Patty Lapone. It's very wobbly. Really? Oh, okay. I hate Patty Lapone's vibrato. It's like oh, it's like this. <laughs> it's just like crazy. It's Listen, she can the- if you can do it, do it, but not for me. I like I like a little more pureness. Listen, Aria is a contender. 
I can see her giving my girl Ada Vox a run for her money. I can see that. Yeah. Depends on the what song you, choice too, I feel. Yeah. What did you think of the performance? I thought it was really great. I, um, yeah, super confident. Sounded awesome. I do like her tone a lot. Uh, yeah. This See, whole episode, I, I, I feel like I just like everyone in this whole episode. And that's okay, because everyone was really good. You Like, yeah. sure, there were like Woo Woo and Juju B, but everyone was good. Yeah. It was a good show. So, like, even being critical here, we're being critical because everyone's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes it exciting just for us to watch, too, because we really are genuinely wondering who is going to, you know. Absolutely. Well, Leona says that message of the song and how she brought it across was so powerful. Vanessa is about to talk to Arya, but Arya stops her to say hi. She says hi back. Now they are friends, one picnic away from being family. <laughs> I like that one picnic away. <laughs> well, she goes on to say that she was singing into her hand and her lashes were too thick, which again, Trixie is taking offense to. So I think we should just all critique Trixie's makeup and watch her get offended to it all. Vanessa wants <laughs> to see her glow and sell it. Trixie disagrees with Vanessa and says there is no such thing as a lash too big. She says the shape is great. Michelle says the issues with the pitch is something she can fix easily as she is a strong and has control. She says she is, in the mo- she is one of the most confident of them all and she has delivered. Arya says this is the first time she performed on a stage so big and the first time she was nervous. Mm. All right. Pitch perfect or off key. Last one. Where are you going? It's perfect again. <laughs> Audience was 94% pitch perfect, 6% off key. My score, I'm going to give her a nine. She's really good. And then we're going to get bumper count number 17. Okay, so would you like to hear the audience scoreboard first or the Michael scoreboards for, sec first? Which one first? first All right. You All right. Okay, in 14th place is Juju B at 23%. Woo Woo, 41%. Novazar, 42%. Betty Bishlap, 44%. Cheyenne Valentino, 50%. Lamont's Alex at 53%. Those would have been the six mm-hmm. that would have been eliminated by the audience. Next, we have Lavoie at 59%. Rani at 75%. Regina at 81%. Greg Queen at 85%. Ada at 86%, with our top three being Leona at 88%, Ginzilla at 89%, and Aria at 94%. How do you feel about wow. the audience's top three? Um, I feel like Ada Vox should be in there instead of uh. Wait, what I agree. We had Ar- Arya, Jinzilla, and Leona as your top three. I would do Arya, Jinzilla, and Ada instead of uh, Leona. Leona. Yep. All right. So for me, I went Jujubee, then Woo Woo. I then had a tie for with Jinzilla and Grad Queen at seven point five. Then I had a tie at eight with. Cheyenne Valentino, Novazar, and Lavoie. Matan Alex at 85, 8.5. Ronnie at 8.5. Betty at 8.5. With a tie at um, 9 with Regina and Aria. And then a tie at 10 with Leona and Ada. So if I were making my eight performers move forward, it would be Leona, Ada, Regina, Aria, Betty, Ronnie, Matan. And then I would have to pick between Cheyenne, Novazar, Lavoie, I personally would take Lavoie. So mm-hmm. for me, those would be my eight. But all the eliminated, all the queens return, and Graham's going to share that eight of them will be moving moving forward, meaning six will be eliminated. 
I have to know eventually. Someone's got to tell me, please. Did they know this twist? Like, <laughs> like this. This is one of those things where, yeah, you got your reaction shots, and you got some of the queen saying, "Well, I had nothing. Well, I had other things to do." This is basically the slap in your face. American yeah. Idol, you know, there's massive cuts coming. You know when things are happening on The Voice. I would be livid. I would be livid too because my biggest fear about doing a show like this would be going home so fast because you know drag's expensive. You have to bring a whole package in, and like you're expected to wear all these expensive clothes and hairs, and you know you spent all this money on the package, and now you can't even show it. That's yeah. Sucky. I mean, for me, if you're gonna get a, a get rid of two, I can see it. There's a for me a clear bottom in Woo Woo and Juju. Like yeah. Unfortunately, that's two out of three um, Asian representation. Um, True. Okay, man. but um, those are the two clear bottoms for me. I think everyone else deserves a second chance. But where we're going with only having eight, maybe this is the guinea pig season. Maybe we should have had less queens and let, yeah. done it week by week, and then if the show gets picked up, which I firmly believe it should, you you, you expand it. You get have longer episodes. But th- yeah. this was a gag. It was a lot. Um, first, Graham calls forward drag queen Regina Voce and Leona Winter. Vanessa Williams tells them they are through. Next, we have Betty, Jujubee, and Cheyenne. And Trixie is wish good luck um, before she has to tell them they have been eliminated. You knew that was a setup also. You knew once they said Juju was out, they're like, Trixie, you got to do it. You have to do it. We can't yeah. Michelle do it because <laughs> she'll leave. Um, Trixie does yeah. feel bad. Jinzilla, Arya, B. Cassidine, Wuwa, and Novazar are the next group. Leona says that only two of them will move ahead. They are Jinzilla and Arya. Wuwu and Novazar are eliminated. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have Lavoie, Matan, Alex, Rani, Koenor, and Ada Box. Michelle tells Matan, Alex, and Ada Box they are moving forward. Down to Lavoie and Rani. Rani is safe. Lavoie is out. Michelle gives Lavoie an exit line, telling her star will always shine bright. And I found this interesting. I was like, why didn't anyone else get one of those? Right. And then there's all this like really obviously scripted like, oh no, I think we might have made a mistake. Listen, okay. listen, Vanessa Williams, you are a fucking award-winning actress. That's you, right. just, you have to do better than that. I was like, bitch, come on. I know <laughs> you can do better. And I, Michelle has been in RuPaul's terrible movies. Okay, so she can't do better. Trixie, right. okay, fine. Leona, you're you were in Cats and you did pretty terrible in that. Besides singing mm-hmm. memory, which is beautiful, but you can't act either. <laughs> Vanessa, pick up the slack here. Right. <laughs> it was really bad. They're like, can we bring someone back? Of course we can. We're the judges. And I was like, of uh, course you bring in Lavoie back. You cannot right. do episode two in London without the fucking British Queen. Right. Stupid. Yeah. Well, guess what? We have one more. Queen of the Universe bumper count, 18. We got 18 for the episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Y'all, if you did the drinking game, you'd be dead. You literally would be fucking dead. Oh, yeah. You're poor but I'm here for it. I'm, I'm going to try it next week. It's, it's only going to be one episode. You can't put 18 True, in there. It's only one episode. That's right. Oh, God. Well, burning questions to wrap us up. Did the right queens leave? No, because I feel like they had eliminated too many of them. And again, it just... Sometimes just came down to song choice, which is, you know, kind of sucky because I'm sure with different songs, these queens would have, you know. I agree. And what's really interesting is obviously for me, I was too off. Um, My my rankings with the judges for the six six were were two. My two that I would have eliminated um, would have been Grad Queen and Jinzilla. 
which I just feel like they would not have because Jinzilla is a um, representation of a quote unquote minority in drag and a very much of gimmick and Greg queen went first. So you can't falter for that. I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Who are you most disappointed to see go? Um, Nova Zara is like, my friend and someone I've worked with a lot that I love. Yeah. I just felt like she has a lot more to show. Um, Lavoie. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one that was eliminated, but I feel like we haven't seen the last of her anyway. So listen, yeah. I, I don't really, I don't know any spoilers really. All I know is that that teaser, they're, they're bringing someone back. I don't know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, come on, we're not that dumb. We watched reality TV before. Right. That's what people have to remember. This is like reality television first before like an actual, you know, fair competition exactly. of like, well, I'm going to extend this to what I always do on the podcast. You've been on the podcast before. You know how I ask this question. Yeah. They've all performed once, but after two episodes, the winner of the season is? Ada Vox. <laughs> um, I agree. Listeners, I said it on the preview podcast. I'm not changing from this. Ada Vox can literally take a crap on stage. She can do no wrong. I have posted about it twice. That's like the experience variety of doing you know big television and i think that she from what i can tell at least because i haven't watched many of her performances but i can tell i think she has a good amount of like diversity and what she can pull off locally so yeah listen i i i I will double down ada vox has to win i've posted about her a couple times on my story she's responded both times um we're so clearly we're besties now um (laughs) i i just she is so important to the drag scene what she experienced on, dra- on American Idol was very important. I remember the second she got off, like the rumors were swirling. She's going to go on Drag Race. She's going to be on Drag Race. She said that is not her show. That's not what she does. She is a singer first, drag queen second. If you told me this show was created for Ada Box, 1000% would believe you. I would wow. fully believe you. I don't wow. care if it's a, it's a setup. It's Ada Box. She has to fucking win. I will give you Aria as a good um, option as well. I think yeah. Leona is a good option, but she already won a um, drag show. She won the switch in Chile. But, right, uh, so yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't need another title. Ada mm-hmm. Vox needs the redemption. Give her the redemption. I'm here for it. Yeah, I agree. Well, agree. where can the listeners find you on social media, Venmo and any projects you got coming up? Um, all of my handles are the same for every platform. And my handle is it's, I-T-S, and then my name, Lyra Vega, which is spelled L-Y-R-A-V-E-G-A. It's Lyra Vega. That's Venmo, Cash App, Instagram, except for TikTok, where I'm the drag pianist. <laughs> Love it. Otherwise, Well, yes. it is always a pleasure having you on. Um, Same, you're amazing. And I, I just love that I get to have your um, vocal knowledge to, to talk with. Yeah, I love that, you know, there's a show for this, you know the side of drag that has been around forever. So thank God we get an actual like platform, you know, for singing drag queens. The biggest thanks to Lyra for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>